podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And for my final time in 2023, welcome to the fourth episode of The Big Decisions. And ladies and gents, we are still top of the league as we stand right now on Sunday morning. I know Arsenal play later, so that could change. But there's a lot of things positive. But there's still a lot of things for Jurgen Klopp to consider, isn't there? With January literally looming in any hour, so to speak. There's a window, there's injury concerns... There's a small matter of Newcastle, and then we have to talk about whether he believes the kids are all right, and we have enough to get us through. So, in no particular order, but carefully planned, it makes sense to start at Newcastle, doesn't it? First of Jan, eight o'clock, the Monday night, which is a good reference for people who have kind of lost track completely of where you should be. So, it's the first semblance of trying to get it back. It is good news having the day off of the, the darts type of thing, aren't they? So you shouldn't miss the, the final either. But key things to be aware of for me, the big decision for the Newcastle game, you play your strongest possible lineup. It's that straightforward. So some people will quite easily come straight back in. Ibu Kanate did not play at Burnley. And whilst... Drell Quanta was absolutely superb. There's no two ways against about it in that game. It's a bit of a different beast against a, a smaller, not, not all aggressive, shall we say, Burnley side. However, all Newcastle's threats are attacking. Isaac, Wilson, Airfryer, Claire Bolden, all their goals sort of come from attacking areas and going forward. They're a physical team, aren't they, with Joe Linton as well. And, I know people will be saying, oh, well, Quanta did all right in the St. James's Park game. Yeah, for a small cameo, but it makes no sense not to play Canate in this one. So I think he comes back in. Some things are forced, aren't they? Either way, Joe Gomez has got to be a left back. Trent will be at right back as well. In the middle, you have to play Ando before he heads off to the Pacific Cup. I know it's been great, and it's, that's part of the injury news, which we'll come to. Alexis McAllister is back in training. We've seen him in those photos the last few days. So that's absolutely brilliant. However, you don't risk anything. And also, it'd be nice if Endo got a little, uh, a small tweak, shall we say, that keeps him out for the Pacific Cup, maybe for a week or so. That would time quite nicely, especially because, uh, you know, after this one, it's Arsenal in the Cup. But anyway. Maybe that's just my cynical side. Also, midfield as well. As Grav and Elliot did okay, but it's Jones and Zabozlai for this one. The best physical matchup we can muster. Forward line, Salah will play before he heads off to AFCON. It's difficult, this. Nunes has to be one of them. 
It's whether you believe he goes middle or he goes left. Jota, if he was fully fit, he would start easily this for me. But just because he had a few minutes, didn't he, against Burnley, it would make sense, in my personal opinion, to keep Cody Gakpo on the left. Didn't do too much wrong, to be fair. Got an assist, did he, as well? Cody Gakpo, a bit of running under the left side of position in his... Some would argue is natural. I know since he's come to the club, we tried to almost reinvent him. It's had a Firmino and it's Firmino. Sorry, it's not really, it's not really happened, has it? There's been bits, there's been moments, but it's not taken off, so to speak. So to give him a run on the left side wouldn't be the worst thing, especially because after this one, there's cups and things coming up. So for me, the starting forward lineup will be Gakpo or would be Gakpo on the left, Nunes on the middle or in the middle and Salah on the right. That would be my personal preference. Wouldn't surprise me at all if Diaz starts, but there's two to come off the bench and rotate. But the big thing about Newcastle is because you are losing Endo and Salah, they should start and you've got players like Jota and McAllister to come back in. So that's the big thing. The other big decisions, I mean, we've got injury news aplenty, didn't we, in that last press conference? And it was mixed, to say the least. McAllister back. That was the big positive Tiago set to be back in training. They're being careful with him in January, but it gives us that hope, doesn't it, that we might just get 10 and 15 games out of him, something like that. It might be a forlorn hope and people will be screaming, going, what are you talking about? But it does give you that hope. Maybe not expectation, but the hope is there with Tiago now. On the bad news, uh, Stefan Badge said it that Jürgen said, I mean, he, he could train now, but if he did, he'd then be out for four to five weeks potentially. It's a sort of growing pains. You have to watch it. It's medical advice. There's no way around it. So it's kind of a bit of a worry there, to be honest now, isn't it? That it's starting to get to the point where you, you just can't put a timeline. And also, because the, the kid was injured back in April after he'd done so well in a small cameo in a dismal season last year. That's a long time. And there's no imminent return date. Growing pains, yes. People forget, Stevie G had them as well, didn't they? Stevie G had a, a period like this and they did last quite a while. Stevie G, people had sort of blanked this from their mind, but when he was younger, we did have a period of about 18 months in truth. When you saw the interviews from Dave Galley, who was the physio at the time, and how he put it, it was an 18-month period in that regard. So, Let's hope it isn't that long. But that puts a question mark there. And Robbo, that was the bad news really, wasn't it? Because I think we were all sort of alluding to, we'd seen Robbo in photos that, you know, early Jan, mid-Jan, he could be there. Jürgen used those specific words, didn't he? Is is a long way, a way off being ready. So all the indications are in full training, probably leading you to think that it may well even be February, you'd suspect, until we see Andy Roberts. Something before would be a bonus, and Jürgen's not always truthful or you know economical with the information, let's put it that way, but the smart money says February for Andy Roberts. So that comes in mind, doesn't it, with that injury news and what Liverpool have? Because the transfer window, I don't have the New York ding, 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 ready to go, anything like that, stock exchange, but the transfer window opens tomorrow, and you get your short-term, long-term thinking, you get your positions. I mean, some positions, I think, are, are now. I bet the forward line's not going to change. Long-term, we might well like to see changes to it, and you'll have your opinions on that, but that ain't changing in Jan. Even with Salah going, forget it. Midfield. There is a case for this, isn't there, with 
you know, Tiago bring a replacement early, he's been talked about. You don't see any short term with Endo, but you think Badge Setic. But again, we, we've often talked about we all want a number six, like a true real number six. We know because Caicedo was wanted, we know that. We also know they're interested in players like Kamara, Aston Villa and that type of thing. But big decision-wise, I just don't, unless again there's another serious injury, envisage any moves for a midfielder. I really don't. And even Cody Gakpo has been used there. He's shown he's willing to do that. So I just don't see it. It's defence where all the question marks are. And it's understandable to have this because just an extra body makes a huge difference, wouldn't it? Especially with the limited numbers we've got now. But you've just got to be factual. We'll all have different opinions and they're performing well. That's the key thing to say. So many of the defences performing well. It's pretty much if you look across the board, you can't label anyone so you're not, not up to scratch realistically when they've been there. Even the ones who got injured recently, like Matic, Costas have come you know, back into form. Gomez has been superb. They, they've all performed well. So it's a big kudos for the defence there. The problem is, it's on the bones of its arse, the defence. You have to be honest on that. Matip is out for the season. Costas is a broken collarbone. That's long-term, is the suggestions. I mean, there's even talking, the Greek reports were announced when they've got their playoff in sort of mid-March. He's doubtful for that. So you're missing him for like, if not all, a great majority of the rest of the season. Robbo, February. So you have zero fit natural left-backs. Joe Gomez is your only senior option, really. He's your third choice. And he's accomplished. He's done well. I mean, he pocketed Saka, don't get me wrong. But he's the only option. He's also not a natural left-back. He's also a centre-back option as well. So if you take him out that mix... You have three fit centre-backs. Van Dijk, Kwanzaa, Canate. Anyone who hasn't got question marks about Canate's fitness needs their head testing. People will say, oh, rest and rotate and look at the Burnley game. Let's be honest, if he was fully fit and you didn't have any concerns, you'd like your defenders and your partnership to get on a run so you'd have kept it that way. Additionally, just look at his record in the last few seasons. Muscle strain after injury, after strain, etc. That's just factual. So with your three remaining centre-backs, because you have to for this month, take Gomez as a left-back really, don't you? You have to. You've got concerns there. Jarrell Quadza in his defence is destroying every challenge and test put in front of him. No doubts. The potential, the ceiling is ginormous. So was the ask. You could be asking this kid to, to play a lot. We're still unaware. We have to be honest on that. We're still unaware. I think Jurgen Klopp has big faith, and so he should. I mean, quite right. This isn't to criticise the kid, but we're still unaware how his body will respond to if he needs to play games regularly. We're not really seeing that yet. You have to be honest on that too. So there's big, big question marks there. The other thing to look at, I mean, we play six times in total in January, so it's not as action-packed as December. That is one thing to say. There are, but there's big games still. You know, they're all big. There's Newcastle, as we know. There's Bournemouth. There's Chelsea at the end of the month in the league. There's two Carabao Cup semi-finals. They're, they're big. You know, it's a chance of a pot, a trophy there. 
Yes, there is a bit of a break. So you factor that in. You factor it in and say 10th till 21st. And Jürgen will have that on his radar as you know the big thing to not go into the market, I suspect. Think, can I survive with what I have? And I've got faith. However, for me, the big decision I think is obvious. Now, I've seen links with players like Enori at Wolves and Robinson, wasn't he the latest one? The left back at Fulham. It, it doesn't really make too much sense to me. And yes, if, if one of those came, you think it more like to be Enori. I, I don't believe it will happen personally. You never know 100%. It's an extra body. It's helpful. And Joe Gomez rotates then to central defence as an option and right back cover. That's the other thing to say as well. Joe Gomez has been Trent's cover. Joe Gomez has been superb at right back. Hasn't he when he's come on? I mean, so sometimes people have advocated, I have at times, like Joe Gomez to right, push Trent up as an option you know, or just wrote rest, rotate. That option's gone realistically now as well. You have to treat him as a left back for this month. So even if it was one of like, say, Robinson, Aynori, I get it. For me though, you go and get the defender you're planning to get as in the massive replacement, you bring that forward. Now, we've all seen the names, let's not pretend. The two names that keep coming up, Incape at Leverkusen, Inacio at Sporting. The thing is with Incape, it, it sounds like there's a couple of factors there. Bayern, Rofflers, you know, they've already said we're, we're not selling anyone because we're flying in January. That's the first thing. The second thing is there's always going to be that question mark because of who his agent is. If you aren't aware, it's the same sort of agency that, Caicedo users. So there's, you know, is, is trust broken down? How do we see that? That is a question mark. We don't fully know, but it's a serious question mark. So those, so you can't get him now, the agent, and then the fee. I mean, if, if Leverkusen do go on to something massive, qualify for the Champions League, there's also the thing that, that they're losing a few, or they're set to lose a few, that Frimpong will go in 2024. Will, will they be willing to sanction him? Very possibly for the right fee, but it won't be small change because he signed that contract recently as well, it will not be small change. So that's a factor. The second name that keeps coming up, Inacio. And Neil Jones used a good analogy of the day. It feels like they're fattening him up, doesn't he? Like a cow getting him ready for the movies, playing regularly. He's just signed that contract, so he's got that release clause built in. Now, you'd suspect, could be wrong, nothing's ever certain, but if Liverpool do want him, if he is the other option, it's hard to know for definite, He's not going to go probably for less than his release clause. Why would Sporting sanction that, especially in January, especially even in the summer in that regard? So he's going to be the same price in now or Jan as he is in the summer. Why not do it now? That would be the obvious one for me. And Asio can play left back and centre back. Yes, you could argue that when will he get his games? There's plenty of games still to be played. Are you honestly telling me we're not going to get another injury? I mean, come on. We've got Joe Gomez is now our left back. We are relying, be clear on that. We're relying on the fitness of Canate and Gomez. If you haven't got question marks over that, we're hoping. I'm hoping rather than expecting. That has to be honest. And by the way, ladies and gents, we are top of the table. So we need to be thinking... Prizes, we're in the semi-final of a Carabao, you know, with competitions. We, we want to go all the way to Dublin and the Europa. That will require a squad. 
I just think that the Matic replacement coming in now lifts everything. If it was in Nacho, especially someone who can play left back and centre back, just look at that and think about the the issues or the question marks and how many answers straight away. I really do. There's so many things like this working in and it might not be either of these. I don't know. No one's 100% certain, but they're the two names being linked to someone that could play like a left back and central defence. I just think changes the picture for us. I think it gives us a massive lift, a boost to everyone. I really do. And even when the others start coming back, if it was Ignacio, for instance, he doesn't have to play a thousand games, does he, this season? You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be regular. It's a good six months like Gapo had, like Diaz had, to acclimatise. And by the way, Diaz, especially in that first six months, what an impact he made, what a lift. That should be your marker at the same time as well. So big decision for me, then to the transfer and injury news. I do think Liverpool should be looking and looking hard. It maybe won't be straight away, I understand that, because after Newcastle, he says Arsenal in the FA Cup. Which leads me to my next decision or the big decision, because we'll find out if the kids are all right. I would throw kids galore into this. The third round of the FA Cup. We almost couldn't have got a worse draw, maybe City away, but arguably the worst draw you could possibly get. But if you look at the week coming up, it's Newcastle, your strongest team. Then Arsenal in the FA Cup, then the first semi-final at home as well. So for me, the big decision is get your strongest team out, possibly, in the Newcastle game and the Fulham semi at home first like That's what you should be looking for. Chuck in the kids. Let's find out if the kids are all right. You should already be thinking, okay, let me look at this lineup. Keller is going to play in nets. Kwanzaa is going to be centre-back. Bradley on the right, Chambers on the left. Let's see as we say if the kids are all right. Give them a chance. And actually, I have, have almost no expectations from it, but give them a chance, okay? And then the other centre-back alongside them, to me, you could play a half with like Canate and a half with Van Dijk in that regard, 45 each possibly. But see, already you're going to have to use a centre-half and you don't want to use Joe Gomez because he's your only real left-back. Let's be honest on that too. So the, the side's starting to pick itself. You also, for me in this, you bring Gravenberg back in straight away. You bring Elliot back in. And I'll come to Elliot in a second, actually. You have to be careful with this. Cade Gordon should be starting that Arsenal game. Listen, if Ben Doak wasn't having his surgery, he would be starting this Arsenal game. And then almost, you need Jürgen needs to think, who am I going to be my three starting forwards? Now, you might be thinking a bit of rotation because I think Jotto maybe just struggled to get back for Newcastle, but I'm thinking for the first leg semi, he's going to be back there. And obviously, Salah will have gone by then. So, you know, there's going to be rotation, whatever. But you need to think, or I believe, Jürgen needs to think, what's the strongest forward line I can get out for the Newcastle game and then based on who's going to leave is available, the Fulham game. And whoever's left, they're going to populate the roles for Arsenal. But it would be, for me, the strongest second string. Trust the kids. Now, people are going to say, oh, so you're just saying throw McConnell in, Scanlon, all those. For me, it might just be a too much for that level because you've got to separate the tiers almost with these kids that Chambers, Bradley have played senior football for 
Bolton for Kilmarnock. Yes, it's up, but they've had that exposure. Cade Gordon, we've seen something. It's it, you know we've not really given a chance. And whilst the talent's huge from McConnell and Scanlon, I think it's a bit too much of an ask maybe at this stage. But they might get minutes in it. But that would be my decision or the big decision for this. Find out if the kids are all right in that regard. Give them a shot. Arsenal game, have zero expectations. In the nicest way, yes, we want to win parts, but it's the worst possible draw you could get. Ask yourself honestly with the Carabao semi-pending, where we are in the league, are you that gutted if we were to go out the FA Cup? We all love Potts. We all love the Champions World's numbers to tick up. I do as well. The days out of Wembley are brilliant. But hell, we've got a heck of a chance in that Fulham semi to go there, haven't we? We're, we're favourites for that tournament, we have to be honest. So big decision for me. Give the kids the out and find out how all right they are. Anything in the FA Cup's a bonus. It can't go to extra time, can it, as well? So, or the replay, sorry. So, yeah. And am I now thinking if I'm wrong on that, the last thing we want is a replay. So someone will obviously jump in at some point, but for the kids that way. Which is the final big decision. How do you acclimatise for the loss of arguably the biggest, if not one of, you know, however you want to describe it, people will be Van Dijk's most important Salah. But Salah's a very, very important player, if not the most important player for Liverpool. How do you replace that? I am starting to think based on, it's not certainly the best forward in the ways he will contribute of goals, assists, his overall metrics. However, Harvey Elliott being pushed up makes the most sense for me. We've seen it in a, a couple of outings recently. Harvey Elliott's in good form. And also, you'd think if Elliott, as he cuts inside, that just gives the option more for Zabozlai, Trent to go on the outside, that type of thing, and make things happen. It does give a very creative right-hand side, doesn't it, still? I know people are going to we've already got that with Salah, Trent. I get that, but it keeps a high level of creativity, doesn't it? Yeah, so... That would be the other big decision for me, Harvey Elliott, whilst Mo Salah's away. Endo, it takes care of itself a little bit as well. I mean, if you're honest, if McAllister didn't have this knee, which was supposed to be two minutes and then wasn't, and then came back, would we even have seen Endo in this run? Would he even have got that big run against United, Arsenal, West Ham in a week, in the, as this meat and the sandwich, that type of thing? So... All those types of things come into our thinking in that regard. So, yeah, McAllister is the easy slot in. There are big decisions, though, people. There are a lot of things for Jurgen Klopp to get right. I, I do think it would be almost tantamount, me and Trev said it on the transfer show, to a bit of negligence that way. I mean, the other thing that, that came out this morning, they're thinking, why didn't I talk more about sort of Robinson or Aynori? I kind of dismissed those. Neil Jones also came out this morning and said Liverpool are not planning to sign a senior left-back. So that's a, a very well-renowned, very well-respected journalist who's quite rightly in the Liverpool space. So what can you post into that? But yeah, those are the big decisions for Newcastle, the transfer window, injury news, finding out if the kids are all right. It's a big month coming up. As it stands, as we said, the Reds are still top of the league. There is so much to play for. There's so much exciting, but we just can't leave ourselves short for me. 
So that, ladies and gents, only leads me to say, if you've listened to the end, thank you as ever. Enjoy your new year. Enjoy the end of 2023, especially let's hope we all enjoy as Reds at 2024, because that was the big decisions for Anfield Index. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.